The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 And head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our blog up there, our picks, and of course, our YouTube page, which has just been doing great. So everybody continue to comment on the YouTube page. It is fun to scroll through the comments, see who's chirping at who. I'm sure it'll be a popular one with Georgia Florida Week on deck. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our awesome friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is Daily Fantasy Simplify. It is the best way to get down on any and every sport possible. How about those Braves? Huge win. In game one for the Atlanta Braves. We're taping this on a Wednesday morning. So hopefully they take care of business in game two when you hear this on Thursday. Use the promo code PUNT for a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Download the Prize Picks app today or go to prizepicks.com. You can win 10 extra money. You can do cross-sport entries. How about those Braves? How about those dogs? What about those Falcons? So many opportunities to make it happen on prize picks. How about this? Eddie Rosario, like whatever his total is, take the over. The guy is an absolute monster right now. You have an unbelievable Thursday night football game. Cardinals against Packers, two of the top teams in the NFC. We'll dip into that a little bit later on in the show as it comes to prize picks. And what a weekend slate of college football, Aaron. Finally back on track. Georgia, Florida, as I mentioned. Top 10 matchup between Michigan and Michigan State. Ole Miss, Auburn, Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah, we'll dive into all of that. But download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. Go to prizepicks.com. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy simplified. We love Prize Picks. All right, man. Georgia Florida week. Always a huge week for you personally. You're in the Georgia Florida Hall of Fame. Shout out, Bob. If you watch our YouTube channel, you can see Bob's lower jaw right now. I don't know if you'll be able to see it on YouTube, but I can see it. Um, any special memories that come back? I know you got a busy week on radio. You're talking to Coach Saban today on SEC Radio. What a huge week for Aaron Murray. Yeah, first of all, the, the, the game. And you played in it a bunch. Um, I was lucky enough to play in it four times. Three and one, thank goodness. Yeah, Being buddy. a Florida boy, I need a winning record, especially because my parents were residents of the state of Florida until about uh, six months ago. Now they've decided to come to the dark side and come up to Georgia. Um, but it's an un- unbelievable game. It's and awesome. I know it goes back and forth and – 
you know, of the, do we want to keep it in Jacksonville? Does it need to be home and home? Does it need to be? Did you see the uh, news last night? Uh -uh. The news last night was that the game has been extended to stay in Jacksonville through 2025. Wow. And what, did, did they get a comment from Kirby on that? Because I know Kirby's been really. Well, you know what that coincides with. The huh. 2025 end date coincides with the realignment of the SEC. So I think there's, there's your sign right there. But. You're right. Kirby has been very adamant that he would rather to have that game at home because it's important for recruiting, because it's oh, a great sweet. rivalry, because he loves Saturdays in Athens, and I tend to agree with him in, on, in those statements. Well, it's interesting. He's like, listen, even if you if you, if you give us the ability to recruit in Jacksonville, like, when do we have time? We get to the stadium, we do the game, yeah. and we're back on a plane, and we're heading back. Like, yeah. even if you allow the you know ability to recruit like it's a, 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 considered an on-campus game, there's just not enough time to do what you need to do to get around the kids and the parents and hang out with them and talk with them and show them around. So listen, I love Jacksonville. I love the game. I love the 50, 50 split down the middle, the atmosphere. It's, it's unique. You know, Oklahoma, Texas has it. It's an awesome game there. That's the same kind of feel obviously. And it's just, to me, it's, it's, it makes the game that much more special. Yeah. Will it still be the same kind of rivalry if it's Georgia, Florida and it's in Athens and it's in Gainesville? Yes, it will be. And I'm sure there's, you know, Gainesville fans that would love to come to Athens and Athens fans that would love to go to Gainesville. You know, I would have loved to, you know, I would have loved to play in the swamp. You know, that's a stadium I Absolutely. grew up into. Yeah. It would have been sweet. It's hard for me. I'm torn. I really am. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they decided to do Athens and Gainesville. I wouldn't be mad if they decided to keep it in Jacksonville. I wouldn't. I, I every time you run to that stadium before kickoff and you look up and it's red and black and it's orange and blue. You can't tell me that's not one of the most beautiful sights you've ever seen. It's pretty sweet. But then you look past the orange and black and the red and blue and remind yourself you're in Jacksonville. So I would just say right then, I think these schools do deserve to play home and home. You just mentioned it. I mean, I always have to tell people I've never played in the swamp. Never been to, I've never been to Gainesville. Never stepped foot on campus. I'm bummed at that because I love the SEC. And I would like to know what a game day is like inside Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, which, of course, is the swamp. So... Maybe this moves home and home. Maybe Georgia puts their foot in the ground and says, bring this game to Athens when we're the home team. And then Florida, you can do whatever you want. Maybe there's some kind of rotation that they can work in. But I'll just say this, okay? The fact that Jacksonville, the city of Jacksonville, subsidizes the game, essentially pays the universities to keep the game in Jacksonville, helps float the ticket sales. That's a tough ticket to leave, right? Especially with some of the uncertainty that's been around college sports in the past couple of years recently. I think in 2025, those things will be forgotten. But money talks, and yep. BS takes the bus. Everybody knows that. Jacksonville has backed up the Brinks truck to keep this game in that city for a long time, and it's a deal sweet enough to where the universities can't walk away. So who knows what happens? I can tell you this, though. When Oklahoma and Texas come into the SEC and they switch to a pod system, everything is up for grabs. So Every are you hundred? I, I, I love the pods. You think they're going pods? Yeah, I do. I think and they're who's going Georgia pods. get? Georgia, Georgia would get Florida, Florida, Kentucky, and South Carolina. I like that. You know, because we've talked to you know Brooks and we've talked to other people about this whole pod system, and and you need to get you need to keep your main rival, yeah. uh, but then also you can't. No one can get loaded up. You know, you yeah. can't have a bunch of really powerful. Traditional Auburn would keep house. Alabama, and then they yes. would grab Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Who would LSU get? With? LSU would get Texas A&M, and then yep. they would grab uh, Arkansas Missouri. 
and Missouri, maybe. Yeah. Oklahoma would get Texas. I think you'd go Mizzou. Did I just say Missouri? You know, you'd have to go, you'd have to go through the pods and make sure. I think I think they would want two premier teams, like the two endemic rivalries, and then two teams lower who are maybe better at basketball, who are maybe better at baseball, who are gonna lift up in other times of the year. I think that's the way it it is gonna happen. I don't think they're gonna expand past Texas and Oklahoma. Um, but I think the pod system will be a positive for a super SEC, if you want to call it that. But there will be sacrifices for each and every fan base along the way. The reason they want to do the pod system is that some of those sacrifices will be made up for because now fan bases can travel. You're going to play a lot of these teams a lot oh, more right. often. It should it's be so better. So much better. So 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 much better. I mean, listen, Georgia may miss Auburn every single year. Um, you know, Crimea River, but you know, if, if you if you're in a 16 team league and you're having to play, or what is it? It'd be 16 teams, correct? I'm not going 18. crazy here. 18, 18 teams, team, yeah. 18 teams, yes. Or you'd be playing way too many games. You you would be playing one or two teams from the West if you're an East team, and that's just not enough. Yeah, my no, question would be this. To, to, my to question would be this to uh, Georgia fans. Okay, say you don't play Auburn every year, but what if the Florida game came to Athens? On a home game, that's a pretty good trade off, right? I would, I would think so. Um, there will be give and take like that for every single school, which I think will yep. be important. So we'll see. Like if, if let's put it this way, you know, if it's Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Alabama loses LSU. That's yeah. usually a big rivalry. You know what I mean? Like Florida loses, Florida loses LSU. Florida that's loses a big LSU. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Exactly. But, I like it. I think I think I think most obviously there's going to be fans that bitch and moan about everything. But I, I would think that 80 percent of people to maybe even higher than that would say, listen, we had an opportunity to to travel more. We had an opportunity to play Oklahoma and Texas and LSU and Alabama and, and some of these other teams. You know, I always tell people I played Alabama one time. I was yeah. a four year starter. And the only reason I played Alabama is because we played them in, in the SEC championship game. Yeah. I could have gone four years without playing Alabama. Georgia hasn't even been to college station Five years, yet. actually. We didn't play in my redshirt year either. Five years without playing Alabama. That's unbelievable. And, and think about this. College Station, Texas A&M, the 12th man, Kyle Field, like one of the premier destinations in all of college football. They've been in the SEC for 10 years. Georgia hasn't gone there yet. Like, if they went there, I would try to go to the game. I, I think that'd be awesome. It's an unbelievable right? atmosphere. Unbelievable. Yeah, you, yeah. pods, pods, pods. I think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of who's going to be with who. And I, I do think that part can get tricky, but I also think that it, there's, it's not that tricky. Dude, by the time the pods happen, you might be Greg Sankey's right-hand man. That would be That's awesome. Great. Would we still do the podcast if you were, like, way high up in the SEC office? 100%. Okay, good. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, please. Don't leave. Sankey's gonna. It's the, by the time that happens, the SEC may just completely. He'll be the commissioner of college football. Yeah, him yeah, and Quavo. Be, no, yeah, him and Quavo. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to surpass Quavo before. Yeah. I love scrub it. Scrub the ground. Scrub, <laughs> scrub the, ground, the ground. Wholesome content. Wholesome content. Pull that up next to our YouTube video. Um, that would be quite the juxtaposition. All right, who starts at quarterback for Georgia and Florida? Let's stay on this topic. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We're gonna dip into this game and pump, pass, and pick, and give you which side we're on. But just a lot of uncertainty, and I am shocked by Kirby Smart's candidness to the media this week. He's laying everything out there. Yeah, JT seems healthy. He's day-to-day. He's picked up his reps. He's throwing really good. It's going to be dependent on what kind of game plan we want to go in with. I don't know who I would say is quote-unquote better because they do you know, take over different. I'm just like, who is this guy? 
pretty interesting, but I think it's in response to the gamesmanship that Dan Mullen is bringing out, playing it coy, close to the chess. We're not sure who's going to roll out for Florida. Is it AR-15, Anthony Richardson? Is it Emory Jones? I don't think it matters, okay? And this is the best. These are the best weeks, right, to be a Georgia alum in the quote-unquote media. Okay, because you're going to be on shows, Aaron. You're talking to Nick Saban on SEC Radio today. You see David Pollock. You see Matt Stinchcomb. You see DJ Shockley. And all the executives want you to say, hey, you got to be unbiased. You got to be objective. You can't be a homer. Well, guess what? Georgia's going to beat the brakes off Florida. So I'm an alumni. I can say this unbiased. I can say this objectively and let you know right now in the first 12 minutes of this punt and pass podcast Georgia's going to scrub the ground, shout out Quavo, with Florida. And I say that as an analyst with air quotes, okay? I don't care who plays quarterback for Florida. These teams coming off a bye week, Georgia is on an absolute warpath. And I think Florida's just next in line. It it feels good to say that. Yeah, it does. And and I want to go back to the quarterback question for Georgia. Um, Yeah, because I do think – Anthony Richardson's going to be the guy for Florida. I think he just has to be. I think the Emory Jones experiment, you, you can't tell me if you look at Emory Jones right now and you look at Georgia's defense and you say, okay, that guy that, that guy can win us this football game. I think Dan Mullen has to be realistic about it. And I think he has to be for his football team. I think his, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, in that locker room, they know who the better quarterback is. And if you want your team to buy in to be able to face the number one team in the country – you got to put the best players on the field. And I, and, and I firmly believe Anthony Richardson is the best player to give them an opportunity to maybe make this a game. Georgia, you know, I was reading some articles last night, you know, that some beat writers are saying, oh, we saw uh, JT was getting the first reps and drills. You know, they're there for the first two, you know, two periods. And I don't know how much I can buy into that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I if, if either one of them, whoever runs out there first, I'm fine with, I I think Georgia can win with both of those guys. You know, I think Stetson right now, the way he's playing the, the leadership aspect that he has in the locker room right now, his ability to use his legs. He's shown the ability to throw the football downfield. I'm sticking with him. I'm not messing up this offense right now because it is humming at the moment. But like I said, I would not be disappointed if JT goes out there and is a starting quarterback. My only problem would be if they go back and forth. Yeah. Pick one, stick with one. You're the starting quarterback. The ball is you. The ball is with you. Go be our starting quarterback the rest of the year. There's no need of JT's the quarterback. There's no need in the middle of the second quarter to give Stetson a series. If Stetson's the quarterback, there's no need in the middle of the second quarter to give JT a series. You pick one. You stick with one. That's your guy. Let's build this offense, and let's get ready for the rest of the season. So please tell me this, because if that does happen, what is the reasoning behind There's that? no reasoning. Okay. There's no reasoning. There's none. They are the same quarterback. Yes, Stetson can run the ball more. And yes, and JT not, can throw the ball downfield with more accuracy. You're yes, not, you're we've not, always said that about JT. In, you're not bringing in Stetson to then start running zone reads. Yeah, when exactly. Stetson comes in, he's still throwing the football. So it's not like, you know, this was like Chris Leak and Tim Tebow where you bring in the hammer yeah. for Tim to start running the football. I agree. The offense doesn't really change much. There may be a couple more zone reads in there, opportunities for Stetson to use his legs. But I just think when it comes to developing this offense, the receivers are getting healthy. Darnell Washington at tight ends getting healthy. Obviously, Bowers has been doing his thing. He's a monster. Keep your QB1 in the damn football game. I agree. Uh, tell me this. 
is JT 100% going to play this weekend at some point? One snap. Uh, yes, okay, I do. I think so, too. I think so. Well, just because George is going to blow their ass out, so he's going <laughs> to be at the end of the game. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. No, I do think he'll play for sure. So, look, doesn't matter who starts at quarterback for Florida. You would expect it to be Anthony Richardson, you say, right? I would, I mean, to me, I would, based yeah. on what we've seen on film, you know, you go back to even watching Emory last game versus LSU. And it, I think that was the coffin and you know, the nail in the coffin right there, his inability to throw the football. He was late. He was not anticipating anything interceptions. Um, and then Anthony comes in there and just balls out. I know he had, you know, one, one of the picks was kind of stupid on his part early on in the game. The second pick wasn't really his, um, I just think the kid adds way more, way much more to the offense. You know, but at the end of the day, this is a team, Florida, it's, it's, and I've said it for the majority of the year, yeah, the quarterback position has to be better, and yes, they need to make a decision. The defense for Florida has to be better. Yeah. That's been the biggest quit. And then obviously we were hearing left and right this week about Grantham, his job security. Is Grantham going to be back next year? Blah, 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 blah. This could be his nail in the coffin this weekend if yeah. he goes up there and scores 30-plus points. So if Stetson starts – Georgia's third offensive series, will you have one eye closed waiting to see who's leading out the, the, the huddle to get on the field? Oh, yes, I will. You'll be like, oh, here it comes. Here I it comes. Get it. Yeah. I don't. It, and on the flip side, if JT starts for some reason, third series. Who you put in it, Drew? You know how I feel about the whole uh, Stetson. situation. Stetson. You, no, you, you ride with a hot hand. You go Stetson. Absolutely no other reason. You got a great backup. You got a great backup with JT now. Absolutely no other reason. Exactly. 100%. 100%. That's where I would go. And on that third series, if they do start Stetson, I will have one eye closed because I will be afraid that they will throw him off his rhythm, good or bad, okay? Unless it is a horrendous start to the game and you throw JT in there in the first quarter, early second quarter, which I would not expect. But even if things are going well and Georgia's up to 10-3, 10-0, 14-7, whatever it is, that third offensive series, I will have one eye closed, and I'll say who is coming out to lead this huddle. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting. going to be very interesting. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20- 
20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. What else is interesting? The rumors around the Southern Cal coaching job. I was out in UCLA last week. Beautiful, beautiful campus right in between Bel Air and Beverly Hills. I mean, I was saying go Bruins. What a place. I was like, I, I had no idea. And you wonder why I wanted to commit there. I did not know that. This is breaking news. Rick Neuheisel was the coach, your boy Rick. Rick Neuheisel was the key coach. I was. You wanted to commit I, to UCLA. I, I don't blame I'm you. Committing. I, I was bl- there. I went to I went to the Rose Bowl. This is before I ever visited Georgia. Um, I went out there. My dad and I, I had a, um, I had a, some QB camp out there in California. So we're like, okay, we're out here. Let's go take a trip to was UCLA. Was that Elite 11? Yeah, it was one of the Elite 11 camps. And New Heisel picked us up from the airport, took us straight to the Rose Bowl. Sick. And it's just us three in midfield of the Rose Bowl. I'm like, oh, my God. Magical. Beautiful, yeah. Then he, we got back in uh, New Heisel's. Mercedes or whatever fancy ass car he's driving, drove to campus and walked around campus. I'm like, wow, sick, wow, yeah. I was like, where, where's the paperwork? And you know, we were talking about it. And then on the flight home after the camp and that, my dad's like, listen, you, you, if you commit to to UCLA, because I told him I was like, as soon as we land, I'm going to go talk to mom, <laughs> dinner, and I'm going to call New Heisel and I'm fell in love. Uh, and he's like, if you commit, we'll make half your games. Yeah, it's just, just, it's we just so can't. hard. Like we can't. We cannot fly from Tampa to California every single weekend. Hell just no. way too much. So that was um, that was that. And that, you'd be and an actor, right? I was now. ready. You would be an actor. How jealous would your brother Josh be? You'd be in. You'd probably be a B list actor. Probably be in like some cool, funny frat movies. Yeah, you're right. He you're right. Like he did to Georgia, and <laughs> Steffi would have gone, and then my parents would end up moving to LA. You're right. You're right. I was talking to these kids at UCLA, um, talking to these student athletes and these kids in the sports business conference, and and they were telling me the student athletes like it's not really well known or reported. Why would it be? But it's tough because there's so much outside influence if you're a student athlete at UCLA, acting, music, producing, you know, re- whatever it is. There's so much happening. I was like, dude, I could believe it. Wow. Well, Southern Cal, beautiful though, campus. Beautiful, beautiful campus. I mean, Breaking news: Aaron Murray wanted to commit there. Then he went to Georgia and broke every record possible. Mike Tomlin's name gets thrown into the mix at Southern Cal. Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You do realize, okay, there have been three head coaches for the Pittsburgh Steelers in like 40 years. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. I mean, it is one of the premier jobs in all of professional sports, in all of sports. Being the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, working for the Rooney family, so he got asked this, and I, don't, I think Jordan Palmer threw his name, or Carson did. Carson Palmer threw his name in there. Yeah, here are the names that I'm hearing. James Franklin, Mike Tomlin, and then a couple others. I forget, you know, your, your, your usual suspects. Well, Coach Tomlin, who is so cut and dry with the media, right? Like, he gets straight to the point, shuts down any presumable questions. He was like, I think this is ridiculous. I have no time to even speculate on any sort of these conversations. Why the hell would I ever leave one of the best jobs in all of professional sport. I've won a Super Bowl here. I love this team. I love the Rooney family. And then the best quote, he said, never say never, but never. I was like, great. Yeah. So that's not happening. No chance whatsoever. Why would a guy like Coach Tomlin ever want to go into college sports and have to start recruiting again? Forget oh. about it, dude. That sounds like a miserable miserable job the nfl coaching life is 10 times better than the than the college football coaching life because you don't have to recruit you don't have to be on the road kissing 18 year olds butts yeah. trying to get them to come in it's it's hey listen we're drafting you 
And if you suck, we're going to cut you and we're going to find someone else. Yeah. So there's no, there's no having to deal with nowadays kids wanting to transfer because they're not the starter. It's listen, you know, I got my 53. If you don't perform, I'm going to cut your butt. Uh, if you're the backup, you're still getting paid. So you better be happy and you better be ready to go. You just don't have to deal with all the BS drama that college football is turning into right now because of the ability to transfer the, the, all the recruiting that goes into it. And you said it, man, that is such a premier coaching job for Pittsburgh Steelers. Why the hell would you leave there? Never. The only thing he needs to worry about is finding a new quarterback because Ben Roethlisberger is going to be staying a little bit more at Lake Oconee in the fall. than he is <laughs> Yeah, probably so. No, he's you're... finishing up his house right now. So I think he's, uh, he's ready for good retirement on the lake. Yeah, I agree with you. He's going to whoop his ass at Cuscoilla. You need to take him down. He's a pretty good golfer, but uh, there's no doubt. He's a really good golfer. Yeah, there's no doubt he would enjoy that, and you guys would have a a great match. But Coach Tomlin ain't going anywhere. I think, you know, know, to me, I think all of a sudden, you know, early in the season with with Penn State playing well, you know, I was like, why would Franklin leave? But now Penn State, you know, loses this weekend. Yeah. And he's a program you know, builder too. I think that name he, might, he may start, he may start feeling his seat be a little bit hot there at Penn state. And he's like, yep. Hey, before this thing gets out of control, maybe I do jump ship and go to USC. Yep. So I think it's getting more realistic for him, you know, every week. And the more that Penn state loses that he may take that job at USC. Good point. Great point. Always fantastic points brought up by our guy, Aaron Murray. Any other news and notes we haven't touched on? Anything that you've discussed on the radio that you would want to bring to the podcast? Can we co-mingle like that? No, we haven't done. We haven't talked about this, but just the conference realignment. I mean, that's crazy right now. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. Every single day, there's there's more news. Was it the Sun Belt now is adding teams? AAC, Sun Belt, Conference USA. I'm just really interested to see what college football looks like in three years. It's going to be very different. Yeah, it will. I'm very, all for it. Let's yeah. push this thing forward. I, I like Evolve it. or die. Evolve or die. Amen. Amen. Evolve or die. And speaking of that, I need to evolve on prize picks. I've got to find some winners. It's getting ridiculous at this point. If you have winners on prize picks, even for tonight's NFL action or World Series games over the weekend or NBA or PGA Tour golf or NHL, it's all on prize picks. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. You can win 10x your money. You can do cross-sport entries. Trey Young, Freddie Freeman, Matt Ryan, Stetson Bennett. You can do that. You can hit it big. I'm going to try to do that this weekend. Okay, And we have an awesome slate of college football. We've got an unbelievable NFL game on Thursday Night Football. The undefeated Arizona Cardinals taking on the Red Hot Green Bay Packers. Green Bay lost that first game. They've won six games in a row. Arizona seems pretty unbeatable. They just made a huge trade for Zach Ertz before the trade deadline, which I think is next week. So tonight's game, Aaron. Kyler Murray, 268.5 passing yards against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. This game is in Arizona, I believe. I think oh, it's in Arizona. Give me the over with Kyler. I mean, 68.5 passing yards? Yeah, I that well one you the Green Bay's rolling right now. Aaron Rodgers is rolling. You know they're going to score points. You got to keep up with them and the 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 receivers and Ertz and everyone they have there in Arizona. Um, the weapons are just out of control. But I think most most importantly, it's going to be a game where you got to go step for step because you know Aaron Rodgers is going to bring his best out Thursday night football. You're going against an undefeated team. You know he has something special rolled up his sleeve. Arizona is going to have to match that production offensively. So uh, Kyler Murray is going to have to let that thing roll. 
So I like Kyler Murray on the over with that one. How about this? Get over to Prize Picks immediately because Kyler Murray's rush yards total is twenty six and a half rushing yards. Ooh, definitely the over, over. hundred percent over. I this mean, is no an and this is a NFL MVP type yeah moment night for yeah. him. Totally yeah. agree. Aaron you Jones, Aaron Rodgers. You knock off Aaron Rodgers on a Thursday night game. Big time. And these teams are not familiar with each other, too. So this is on a short week. These teams are not familiar with each other. This is going to be a really good matchup. Aaron Jones, Green Bay's running back, 60 and a half rushing yards. You know, Arizona's defensive line, pretty stout. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, the linebackers are fast. I think, I think. I like under. I I I like under. I was going to say over. You like over? I I like like under. I think this is going to be. I think this is a game when you have two of the top teams in the NFL where your your playmakers, your best players have to step up and and you put the ball in their hands. That's why I'm saying Kyler Murray's going to have they're going to give him an opportunity to have a big night and they're going to give Aaron Rodgers an opportunity to have a big night. This is this is for a Thursday night game, you know, I don't know if anyone was anticipating it to be this high of a matchup when they were making the schedules, but this is one of the best games of the year and, and yeah. you're, you're your baller's got to ball out. And that's why I think the ball is going to be in Aaron Rodgers' hands a lot more. Yeah, I totally agree. I absolutely agree. It's going to be a fun one to watch. So right off the bat, a little Thursday night action. How about this week? Tuesday night World Series. Wednesday night World Series. Thursday night, an awesome NFL game with some college football mixed in. Then the World Series are back. Then college football. That's why you got to have prize picks downloaded on your phone. Use the promo code PUN. All right, let's run through these college players. Kenneth Walker, 86 and a half rushing yards. Look, Michigan State. Don't look now. They're undefeated. They beat Michigan a year ago. It's in East Lansing. It is an 11 a.m. local kick. They're home underdogs. You know they're going to try to ground and pound. 86 and a half rushing yards for Kenneth Walker, Sparty. I'll go over. You know, early game, defense is going to be a little bit iffy when it comes to tackling early on. Um, Yeah, I don't think he's going to go like 120 plus, but I think he'll get that 86 and a half. So I like over that. I think he's kind of hovering around that 100 number. They're going to want to pound it. They're going to want to run it, obviously. Uh, early game, uh, he's having a hell of a year right now. So give me the over on Kenneth. Love it. I'm going to go under. I think this is a ground and pound type game, but slow to start. So typical Big Ten, 11 a.m. kick, probably halftime score, 7-6, to six, not much going, maybe a turnover. And then I think the game kind of opens up in the second half and they get away from the run. So I'll go under. He probably sits around 75 to 80 yards Stays below that 86.5 rushing yard mark. Zamir White, Georgia running back, world's largest outdoor cocktail party, 67.5 rushing yards. The Georgia backs are just so tricky because there's so many of them, Aaron. Outside of breaking a long touchdown run, you want to lean under with just trying to say, hey, one guy's going to go off. Yeah, I'm going to go under. You know, this is – it's just because they have too many backs. You just never know the rotation they're going to have. And I do think right now the best players on this team are the, the tight ends – Receivers are getting healthy, um, you know, plus if Stetson's the quarterback, which I have a feeling that he's going to get significant playing time. You throw in the fact that he's a runner, so he's going to take some running, you know, running reps from those guys as well. So I'll take under that 67 and a half for Zamir. I'm under as well. We both just said it. You can't you can't just ride one pony in the Georgia backfield. So I'll say under. They'll spread the love. JT gets some play. They kind of don't rely on the run game as much. Jacob Copeland, Florida wide receiver. 55 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go over because they're going to have to throw the ball late. 
Yeah, I do. I think that I think third and fourth quarter, it's going to be okay. We got to abandon the run, throw it. Maybe Georgia puts their backups in in the fourth quarter. You know, Dan Mullen is going to do whatever he can to to cover the spread at the end to make some <laughs> Florida fans happy. You may get a late touchdown from the Gators, um, but this is not. This is going to be like Kentucky, you know, a couple of weeks ago, where they're going to try to score even if the backups are in, even if the game's out of control. I can see Jacob Copeland getting some late yardage right there on that, that, that in the fourth quarter. Totally agree. And then C.J. Stroud. Uh, do the quarterbacks really quickly for me. C.J. Stroud, 289.5 passing yards. Take it on Penn State. I'm going to go under. This is a Penn State defense that's actually pretty darn good. Um, I'm more concerned about Penn State's offense right now. So I like under for C.J. Stroud on that one. I think that's a... To me, that's one of my, would say, locks of the week right there. All right, what about Bo Nix, 224.5 passing yards? Uh, I'm going to go hmm, Bo Nix. Why don't you go first on this right, one? I'm going to go over go Bo Nix, 224.5 yeah. passing yards. Matt Corral, 268.5 passing yards. I will go over that as well. I think that'll be a fun game to watch at night, Ole Miss and Auburn. Yeah, That's going to be a I fun one. Our buddy Sean McDonough is on the call, yeah. so we'll be able to tune in. I like in. that one. I think that's going to be I'm, – I'm excited for that game. And Auburn's favorite. I don't know if we're picking – Yeah, we are. We're going to get to that in just two That's a tricky minutes. one. Let's get to it. Our prize yeah. picks rundown. Kenneth Walker, over 86.5 rushing yards, I say, under Zamir White. Aaron and I both say under 67 and a half rushing yards, excuse me. Jacob Copeland, Florida wide receiver, over 55 and a half receiving yards. They're going to have to pass the ball late. Then the quarterbacks, Matt Corral and Bo Nix, were both going over their passing yards. And C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, Aaron saying under 292 and a half passing yards. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All right, let's do punt, pass, and pick. We'll run through these games, Aaron, give everybody what they want. You've taken the lead. You're 24 and 16 against the spread. I'm 22 and 18. We'll start with that big noon kickoff, number six, Michigan, at number eight, Michigan State. Both these teams undefeated. It's at noon on Fox, Michigan, a four and a half point road favorite. I'll just say this right now off the jump. Give me the points. I don't trust Jim Harbaugh. It's a close in-state rivalry game in conference. I think Michigan State tries to dominate the clock. I like Mel Tucker more than Jim Harbaugh. He beat him a year ago. Go with Sparty. I'm going with Michigan. I, I just think this is a team right now that is playing up to their potential. We know they've recruited extremely well. They're finally playing like it. They're running the ball. I mean, their running backs are just crushing it right now. This is going to be a game, though, where I think McNamara, the quarterback for Michigan, is going to have to be big because Michigan State is horrendous against the pass, giving up 285 yards per game, and they've kind of eased him into it, really haven't asked him to do a ton throughout their first seven games of the season. He's going to have to have uh, a really big game. I think he's capable of doing that against this defensive backfield for Michigan State. So I just think Michigan overall, better guys, playing with confidence. Uh, they're feeling great. I like them on the road here, so give me that four and a half. All right, let's head down to Jacksonville, the world's largest cocktail party, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Aaron's laying the four and a half of Michigan, by the way. Number one, Georgia taking on Florida. 3.30 p.m., CBS, Georgia, a 14-point favorite. I think this line's a little short. I-, I was surprised that Vegas didn't make this 17 and a half, 18 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia all day. I mean, you talk about Florida. They want to run the football. They're over 200 yards rushing per game. This year, Georgia's only had 60 yards per game they're giving up on the ground. This front seven for Georgia, as we all know, stupid. I mean, they're all NFL guys. They're giants. You know, Jordan Davis made me feel like a child this past week. When You're I was six feet, though. You're six feet one. I am six feet, but he made me feel like I was like a <laughs> five foot I got two. a lot of texts about that, too. That's funny. 
Keep going. Um, <laughs> I just, they are massive. They're angry. They're coming off a bye week. The offense is getting healthier. Florida right now, I think they get punched in the mouth early yep. and they just completely quit. So I you're do. laying I the 14. Completely quitting. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm laying the 14. I think Georgia wins this game 35 to 14. Yeah, the total is 51. That was surprising to me as well. I thought this number would be bigger, especially with how Georgia has played in big games up to this point in the season. But it is a neutral site. Dan Mullen, I think everybody's still thinking about what he was able to do, scheme up against Alabama. That's not going to matter here. I think that also speaks to it being at a neutral site. That game against Alabama was in the swamp. They were able to keep it close. Alabama made a lot of mistakes. Georgia's not going to do that. This defense is elite. They will mm-hmm. shut down these rushing quarterbacks. I think Stetson or JT or the running game, they're going to take advantage and get the ball in the end zone a lot. Lay the 14. Georgia, big, big, big win, undefeated. And possibly, if the chips fall where they may, they could clinch the SECs this weekend. I don't expect that to happen, though. Both of us laying the 14 with Georgia. Great game. Ole Miss, number 10, taking on Auburn, number 18, 7 p.m. ESPN. Auburn, a three-point favorite at home against Ole Miss. Wow, scratch your head. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn in this one. I am. Really? I, I'm, I'm drinking the Auburn Kool-Aid right now. I think this is a team that's getting better and better. I think Ole Miss is still a little bit banged up. You know, Matt Corral has been a little bit nicked up. We weren't sure if he's going to play last week. Played great, but still, you know, he's taking a pounding running the football right now. Uh, and I think Auburn coming off the bye. Bo Nix really impressed me two weeks ago. I think he's taking that next step when it comes to understanding Bobo's offense. Receivers look better. I like their defense at home. Give me Auburn. Give me Auburn. It, it pains me because I really right. like Matt Corral a lot, but I think Auburn wins this football game. Aaron's laying the three with Auburn, saying there could be a little wrench thrown into Matt Corral's Heisman campaign. I'll take the three points. I like Lane Kiffin in these big spots. I think he'll be able to scheme something up against this Derek Mason-led defense. Can Coach Bobo and Bo Nix keep up with the Ole Miss offense? I don't know, but that question tells me take the points. I'll take Ole Miss plus three. Last two, quickly, Aaron, number 20, Penn State, at number 5, Ohio State, 7.30 p.m. ABC, Ohio State, 18.5 point favorite, one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Yeah, they're rolling offensively. I mean, Penn State defensively is tremendous. I mean, they can maybe keep them there in the first half. The issue is Sean Clifford, and, and you know, they came out to last night, I believe, saying that he's 100% heading to yep. this game. Yep, I don't know I if I that. believe it. He looked pretty rough last week. Um, they can't run the football, Penn State. And if he's not healthy, we saw what they did last week. They can't score points. If you can't score points, you can't win football games and you can't cover spreads. So give me give me Ohio State in this game at home. Big time matchup. They're rolling offensively. And right now, Penn State just has no identity on their offense. Totally agree with you. I'm laying the 18 and a half as well. Ohio State is rolling right now. Penn State does not have the firepower to keep up with Ohio State. This game is a night game in Columbus at the shoe. That's going to be a long day for James Franklin and this Penn State team i don't think sean clifford's 100% like you said even though they're saying so we'll see what happens i think the smart play here lay the 18 and a half last game before we get to our locks so get your lock ready number 12 kentucky heading to stark vegas to take on mississippi state 7 p.m sec network kentucky a one and a half point favorite interesting interesting Ooh. uh i'll go with kentucky in this one you know i love you know what i always say travels defense in the yeah, run buddy. game they can run the ball well they can play defense um you know, I love Mississippi State. I think that's a good football team. They just haven't been able to put it together fully this year, so I'll take Kentucky with that one and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take Mississippi State. I want the one and a half. I think this is a close game. This team's playing with some confidence right now, so give me the one and a half. Um, and I like Coach Leach, especially after, even though I disagree with him, his candy corn discussions are absolutely comical. The guy is a treasure. We'll see if Will Rogers and the Bulldogs 
can keep it going, I will take the one and a half, though. My lock of the week, my flip the field special, which I'm going to win this week. Iowa is an underdog at Camp Randall against Wisconsin. Iowa's getting three points if they don't turn the ball over. And if Iowa wins the turnover battle, Wisconsin's offense is horrendous. I think Iowa can be disciplined enough to get in the end zone. Wisconsin does does have a good defense. Let's put it this way, though. If I can get three points, I'll take them. Iowa plus three. Flip the field special against Wisconsin. Give me the dogs. I'm going. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Let's go, UGA. Give me that Minus 14 is Aaron Murray's lock of the week. It's George Florida week. Got to go. Absolutely perfect. And uh, follow us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Aaron Murray 11. Download the Prize Picks app, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Aaron is heading out west for his game this weekend. We will be sure to watch him on the CBS Sports Network. For Aaron Murray, I'm Drew Butler. We will talk to you on Thursday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.